0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're about to Get Jumped.
1: This week on Get Jumped, it's our special end of the year, start of the year, scooganza. <laughs>
0: Look, you did it perfectly. Nobody could have done it better in the world. Nobody is better at stepping over their own words than Blake Doris.
1: <laughs> I've been doing this for over half of a decade and that. Is what you got. <laughs> Anyways, let's jump in. Well.
0: Well. Here we are. Year.
1: <laughs> Seems so similar to the last one. Yeah. But I guess it's new.
0: I guess it is. So, so. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's, what's going on with you?
1: well you know i did the the holiday trip um pete and i have gotten we've been trying to establish the pattern of like alternating holidays um specifically thanksgiving and christmas so you know um joining our uh our parents for the our various holiday traditions but then you know this year it was thanksgiving with his family christmas with mine Uh, last year it was the reverse and and you know, sort of flippy flops every year. Um, That's been like a little ambiguous up until now because of Pete's work schedule with the air force. He's been not as able to get time off for holidays. And um, he just moved into uh, like a different department, essentially. Uh, That's not what they call it, but that's basically what it is. And, 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 they are just like much more able to take time off and stuff like that. So uh, even though we've kind of had this pattern in theory in past years, I would say that maybe this was the first year that it was like real in practice. Um, And then ironically, there was a huge weather event that made our plans not work out how we had planned anyway. So uh, uh, people listening, I think most of our listeners are in the United States. You might remember the week Uh, Leading up to Christmas was a huge uh, winter storm that cut through basically everybody but, like, California, maybe Arizona. Like, the people on the the western tip of the United States were okay. But basically, if you were kind of at or or to the east of the Rocky, or is it the Rocky Mountain? Yeah, the Rocky Mountains, uh, you got hit by the big winter cold. And it was like... Snow and rain and uh, incredibly low temperatures, Um, like even for cold parts of the country, it was atypically cold. And of course there were areas that were hit way worse. Like I think Buffalo, New York had it really, really bad. Um, But uh, it hit most of the country. And of course we live in Northern Colorado right now. And uh, our plan was to drive, from northern Colorado to Des Moines, Iowa, which is where his, uh, his parents live. And then on to Nashville, well, uh, Franklin, Tennessee, which is where my parents live. Um, and we drove out of uh, Colorado the day that the storm was supposed to come, like that evening. And basically it caught up to us in our last couple hours of driving. So it's a, it's a nine-hour trip. And we stopped about every three hours and the last three hours took five, Uh, actually five and a half. I believe everything else went completely smoothly. It was like a little chilly, but then that last little bit was when it started snowing It got really icy and, you know, and a little touch and go at a few parts. So we took it really, really slow. It took us forever. Um, And then because like the storm moved like basically to the east and then down, uh, almost exactly from where we stopped. We had to spend, we were supposed to drive out the next day. We are basically just staying overnight with his family, but because of the storm, we ended up staying there two full extra days. So we didn't get to Tennessee until dinner time on Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah. So it was like, a, it was a good holiday, but it was weird. It was like nice that we got to see his family in a way that we wouldn't have otherwise. Cause they're a good hang. We enjoy spending time with them, but like, um, we were supposed to spend it with my family more, like spend more time overall with them. And we just were waylaid out of that. Um, it was a little tough for me because it was my fir- the first year that my grandmother wasn't here. And like, I had never thought of it in this perspective, but like our holidays were very central to her. Like every, we had Thanksgiving at her house every year until last year when she wasn't at living at her house anymore. And then like, uh, same thing for Christmas, uh, we would have like Christmas Eve at her house. And for me, that was always like the thing I looked forward to the most on Christmas. So it was a, it was a weird year and it was a difficult year. And I think like leading up to Christmas, I was like working a bunch because we had so many trips this year, which is like good news, bad news. It was like, we got to go a lot of places and do a lot of cool things. So I can't complain too much but it left our finances in an unfortunate state that like made Christmas more stressful than I'm used to. And so it was just like, it was a weird year. And so I think that leaves me sitting here with like the, I guess it's a new year, but I'm kind of like blah about it when I'm usually, I'm usually a fairly celebratory person and like looking forward to reasons to like get together with people on celebrate. And this year was like harder on me, I think. All right. Uh, How about you? How are you doing? (laughs) I was, How were your uh, holidays? Yeah, I worked. I worked a lot during the holidays. You work so much. Yeah. Just in, as a general rule, you work a lot.
0: Yeah. I worked a lot during the holidays. Yeah. I'm also what? working on the house and also some other project things that are um, me trying to branch out into the world. I'll, I'll probably talk about them more on here once I get them more fleshed out, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Same I will thing. say you you have you went for a long period of time where you had like two basically full-time jobs. I think one was technically part-time, but you were working a ton. And uh I don't know. I it feels like now you have one regular job, but you just work the same amount. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know well, if that's true or if it's more that like you had the second kid, and so sometimes you're busy for other reasons, but to me, you're just busy, and it's the same. But it's just like you just seem like your your free time changed to zero percent, even though you went from two full time jobs to one.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing too is that like I'm a little bit I'm I'm a little bit extra busy with that, but also the fact that we went into peak season, which is like everybody decides that they want to send packages to loved ones on Christmas. Um yeah. and with my job before that, Christmas, right? Yeah. That in, involves a shit ton of packages being shipped through my job.
1: So it's just like you you're at FedEx, isn't that right?
0: Yeah, it's just it's yeah. just so much. It's just so much. Yeah. Right?
1: It's just everybody have- stop sending presents to your loved ones.
0: <laughs> Tell your loved ones <laughs> that you don't no, no longer love them.
1: Because of some guy on a podcast, you will not be sending them presents this year. <laughs> yes, that's what it will be. Yeah. I mean, I guess next year, right? Well, this year. This year, because it's 2023. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about the, tw- the, week, the week that was.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And by that, I mean uh, a year. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm definitely still, I know this is the coldest take of all time at this point, but I'm definitely still a little bit in that pandemic time warp. Uh, And I know that like, as you get older, uh, time changes, the passage of time just feels different. And I think like, you're sort of semi-constantly baffled by how quickly it seems to move. And, you know, we had the like, what is, what even is time period of life when everybody was stuck at home and every day bled one to the other. Uh, but I, I definitely, I'm like, not sure if I'm still, I guess what I'm saying is like, I'm not sure if I'm still in that or if I'm like in the, you know, regularly scheduled programming of boy time moves faster than you expect it to. But I'm just like, I don't know. Did Christmas happen? Is it a new year? and then i was like i've been trying to reflect on my past year and it was like stuff that happened even into like may i'm like i'm pretty sure that was multiple years ago (laughs) like that wasn't last that wasn't this past year that wasn't seven months ago but it it was
0: (laughs) yeah anyways what what do you want to talk about blake
1: Well, uh, I guess on these, we usually recap all of the content from our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, And then I also, I did a bullet point list of our weekly jump content, which thankfully we cut down on near the end of the year. That was another thing where I was like, oh, wow, we were still doing regular weekly jump episodes uh, for quite a while this year. Like, I don't think we quit those until like July. Um, and I'm re- I really, really just genuinely and sincerely prefer how we're doing it now as one single episode. Uh, and also, you know, by consequence, a little bit less content that we have to consume every week, which is nice because it's already so difficult to like find the time. So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll sort of go through uh the shows that we watched this year and cover the content from those shows that we covered this year just in rapid fire form and then i think for our weekly jump stuff let's just sort of like look over the list and pick out a couple of honorable mentions they can be honorable for whatever reason there were definitely some things on here I was like oh man i really didn't like that specifically and there were quite a few things that stood out as things that i really liked i definitely think we should try and pick out our favorite one or a couple of of things that we watched and things that we read this year from a review standpoint. Uh, and also I will note that when I was putting together this list, there were multiple things I put on the list where I was like, I could not tell you what this was <laughs> like. We reviewed it. <laughs> we watched or read the first three iterations of it. And I at this point, I do not know what the content was inside of it. <laughs> so... Uh, I'll be curious to see if you have any of those because I've got a couple of those, a couple of that I'm like, I I remember one of these, but I couldn't tell you what title it belongs to because there were several that were similar. Um, yeah, and then we'll get to our ranking. Uh, we have a we have an ongoing ranking that we revisit every year. Uh, and then we we have our completely arbitrary and largely on the spot awards that we give out at the end of every year. And that's the episode. So uh, I basically I just put these uh, these recaps in order uh, based on, you know, which episode happened first. So we'll be recapping Mob Psycho, then Ship It In, then Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, We actually had a Bleach episode this year (laughs) and we'll have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And uh, I think this might be the first year where we only have uh, with Bleach notwithstanding because that was like its own thing. We only have three we only have the four shows. We did not roll over to another show this entire year. Mm. So this is hard. It's hard to believe. And I think part of that is because we had a couple of unscheduled breaks uh, just because of, you know, life making recording difficult. But uh, yeah, we just, we, uh, we started this year with those four. And uh, at the beginning of the year, we were still trying to do Patreon episodes for Bleach. Those have been rolled over into replacing whatever, uh, dies next, so I think that's Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, but we will be we'll be returning to Bleach, uh, and in this coming year, I think it would be very unlikely that we will be covering just these four at, at next year's wrap up episode. Uh, so, do you want to cover Mob Psycho? Or do you want to cover Shippeden? Um, how
0: about I start with Mob Psycho.
1: Hit hit me. You take me there.
0: So, Mob Psycho 100 is about a psychic boy who's psychic psychically. um, And he's hanging around with his uh, older man friend um, who is. uh, Not in a weird way. Pretending to be a psychic. It's not weird. Most recently, they're taking on Claw, which is. Uh, both a evil organization for Mob Psycho 100 and also the a villain from Inspector Gadget. Um, yeah. But uh, his brother is starting to gain <laughs> psychic powers and using those. Um, <coughs> Mob has given his powers to Regan before and used them and become more powerful. Regan has used uh, his ability to not have any abilities to get really close and scare somebody very badly. Um, and uh, the leader of Claw's son is helping all of this out so they can deal with it. Meanwhile, Mob is also uh, the main character of a different story, which is how a young man learns to stand up for himself and become more of a human. And uh, I think that that's a, bu- a beautiful story that Mob Psycho 100 does very well. And uh, I look forward to what we're going to watch next.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny that... Uh... At the our first episode of the year was like the last few episodes of Mop Psycho One Hundred Part One, and we are now just a few episodes away from Mop Psycho One Hundred Part Two being over. And uh, I think I think we've said this out loud on the podcast before, but we do fully intend to roll over into Mop Psycho One Hundred Part Three. Uh That is the current new episode. So I think there, I think they still have new episodes coming out. So we will technically sort of squeak in under the wire on covering current content uh, and that'll be cool. And uh, I think it's funny that at the beginning of this year, what was happening in mob cycle 100 was that they were infiltrating a claw base to stop their evil plans. And uh, at the end of this year, what's happening currently is that they're infiltrating a claw base to stop their evil plans.
0: Is what it is.
1: Yeah. So that's the circle of life. (laughs) Hey, do you want to hear about some ninjas? Sure. Well, uh, as as long time listeners and uh, probably short time listeners, and maybe like casual anime adjacent people know, Naruto Shippuden is about a kid named Naruto who's a ninja in training. Uh, he had a best buddy named Sasuke that left his village when they were growing up together to join the bad people, not necessarily to become a bad person himself, but because he wanted to take revenge on his older brother because his older brother had killed their entire family, except the two of them. And uh, Sasuke didn't care for that at all. And so uh, Sasuke starts off our year uh, looking for his older brother uh, in not exactly the correct place, he runs into this guy named Deidara, who's a member of an evil organization known as the Akatsuki that has been working mostly at odds with Naruto and his crew, but uh, semi at odds with Sasuke and Orochimaru because Orochimaru is a previous and maybe current former uh, former and maybe current uh, member of the Akatsuki Uh, whether or not he's current, he's definitely lapsed and, uh, is not necessarily working alongside them anymore. And Sasuke, as his protege, is sort of, like, uh, not exactly with them either. Uh, Itachi is literally with them right now, and so Sasuke is kind of at odds with them because of that. So he gets into a big explosive battle with Deidara that I liked and Spencer liked less. And then, uh, we get Jiraiya, which is Naruto's older mentor, uh, reminiscing with Tsunade, who is his uh, longtime compatriot and the current president of Naruto's village, um, Jiraiya remembers a long time ago during the most recent ninja war, which happened when they were, I don't know probably older teens, given the way that anime characters work, but uh, they they were young. They had sort of graduated into full-fledged ninja for themselves. And during this war, Jiraiya Tsunade and their other teammate, Orochimaru, made a name for themselves as the three uh, legendary Sanin. Basically, three very powerful ninja that had uh, made a name for themselves. Uh, He remembers during this war, they ran across three children that were orphaned by the war. And uh, he spent like two years or something. He's, he spent a long time. Maybe, maybe it was less than that. Maybe it was only a couple months, but he spent a while um, just putting aside the war and training them in secret with the goal that they would have enough skill to potentially defend themselves if they ran across, you know, a, a ninja with ill intent, but otherwise they're just refugee children. And he, he wanted to make them a little bit stronger so that they wouldn't just immediately die as soon as he and his companions departed. Um, and then in the present, he goes to uh, infiltrate the Village Hidden in the Rain, which is where they believe the secretive shadow leader of the Akatsuki lives, some guy named, named Pain. In the uh, Village Hidden in the Rain, he discovers that there is a sort of like um, Big Brother is watching you type vibe in the Village Hidden in the Rain that they uh, that they that they uh, the, the general populace of the village is under the impression that like pain and his sort of, they call him his angel Conan are watching over them. And it is good because they're taking care of the people of the village, but it is also bad because uh, you have to be careful what you say, because people have been disappeared for saying the wrong thing. And uh, after sort of learning all of this, he comes upon pain himself, uh, pain looks a lot like one of the kids from when he, from the war, one of the people that he took care of, uh, was a guy named, I think Yahiko. And he thinks this is Yahiko, but then there was another one that was named, um, Oh God, what's, what's the other guy's name with the N, uh, we're literally talking about him right now. I can't believe I can't think of his name, but, uh, the other, the other boy kid had a special ocular Jutsu, which is a big thing in Naruto. Where his eyes look like a series of concentric circles. No. Huh? <laughs> you, did you say Neji? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you are right that his name starts with an N and he has special eyes. So you're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, oh my God. what Payne's real name. <laughs> Nagato. Yeah. So Nagato had these special eyes called the Rinnegan. And uh, now Yahiko seems to have grown up to be the real pain, but he has the Rinnegan and those used to be Nagato's eyes. And you can do eye transplants in this universe. So probably Jiraiya is just like, oh no, Nagato's dead and Yaniko has his eyes, but it's weird. It's weird. It gets weirder because then five other people show up and they also have the eyes and they also all claim to be pain. And apparently pain is six people, but they all sort of operate as one. And then Jiraiya is forced to fight them. And also I think Conan is there, who was the girl uh, that he trained. So all three of them are sort of accounted for in some fashion. And uh, she's not a pain. She's just a uh, pain's right hand, right hand lady. And she has paper powers and then Jiraiya fights all of them. And it's a very desperate fight. It's also a really good fight, uh, but it can be hard to watch because at the end of it, Jiraiya is killed. However, he kind of figures out what Payne's deal is. And he, uh, he marks on the back of his toad friend a secret message that will uh, sort of riddle out the truth of pain's power. Uh, that, that toad shows up at the village hidden in the leaf. They start to decipher it. Uh, meanwhile, Naruto, as he grieves for the loss of his mentor, goes off with this toad to their secret ninja toad village in the mountains, where he begins to learn the powerful jutsu that Jiraiya knew, which is called Sage Jutsu. So in, the, in this universe, you can do ninjutsu, which is, you know, flashy, powerful attacks. You can do taijutsu, which is uh, hitting. And you can do genjutsu, which is mind games. This is a, a, a whole other thing called senjutsu, which is basically pulling on external energy rather than internal energy in order to power yourself up. And so he starts to train for this, uh, I think mostly as a, an homage to his teacher who used to also have this ability. Um, but definitely in preparation for what's to come and what's to come comes sooner than I think anyone was expecting because pain basically immediately shows up at the village hidden in the leaves where Naruto is from and starts attacking it Uh, because there's six of him. He's able to do a little tricky trick and make the village uh, sort of fall into confusion and chaos as they are unaware that there are six people and sort of having a hard time tracking Payne's movements because they're assuming there's just one of him. Um, he, he starts tearing the village up and eventually finds out that Naruto's not even there. Uh, oh, By the way, he's looking for Naruto because the Ikatsuki wants to capture people that have giant demons st- Tucked inside of them. They're called Jin and Naruto is one of them. They've captured basically all of them except Naruto, so this is the final move in whatever plan they have. And uh, pain has come to collect, and Naruto's not even there. And in his outrage that having been made to kill all these people and break all these places for nothing, he decides to break the whole thing. And uh, he uses his super gravity powers to decimate the entire village. Well, decimate's not correct. It's it's 100%. It's not 10%. He destroys the village and, uh, and just leaves the entire thing in rubble. And at that exact moment, Naruto shows up and is like, the fuck did you do to my home? And so they get into a big fight. And there's a lot of stuff that happens in the fight. And it's a really, really good fight. But uh, basically, Naruto ends up going crazy with uh fox demon powers pain gets in a little over his head trying to fight against an out-of-control fox demon naruto is about to give over to the fox demon and essentially permanently transform into the demon and the demon would like kind of recreate itself through his body and naruto would be subsumed and functionally killed by this uh but then it the previous ninja president, well, uh, two back at this point, uh, Minato Namikaze, shows up in his mind, and it turns out that he put a, he's the guy that put the fox demon in there in the first place, and he put a failsafe in here that whenever Naruto was about to completely lose control, he would appear, and uh, he takes that opportunity to also let Naruto know that he is his dad. And that uh, he does a care for him. And Naruto is like, well, I guess I won't turn into a full-on demon. And uh, But it, he is able to uh, defeat Pain. And uh, where we have left off most recently, he learned that Pain was a, a group of six people. But that all six of those people were actually basically just corpse puppets being controlled from afar by the real Pain. Which is, uh, as we have now seen Um, the kid Nagato who grew up from Jiraiya's training way, way back. And Naruto has found his secret hideout where Nagato and Konan are hanging out. And he is confronting Nagato to figure out what all of this has been for. And we're going to find that out when we get back to Naruto.
0: All right. So I'm going to tell us about Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho and his friends are running around (laughs) first Doing some video games this year. Man, they needed to defeat this big asshole that was just like, you know what I'm going to do? Because I watched this movie. Is that I'm going to kill all humans because all humans are bad. And they were yeah. like, you shouldn't do that. And he was like, well, why? I'm gonna. I'm collecting all these psychics. And then I'm going to eventually fight Yusuke inside of my Super Saiyan form on a different world, Demon World. And, uh, demons are better because demons are evil and they tell you they're evil while humans are evil and they don't tell you they're evil and they think they're yeah. fine. Um, well, Yusuke is going to use a uh, pull out of his ass power number, I don't know, five or six in the show <laughs> where he is all of a sudden able to access the fact that he is uh, part demon. We had never known about this until now. Um, yeah, it's news. And, um,
1: uh, <laughs> Surprise, you're a demon.
0: Yeah, and before he's able to defeat him with his new demon powers, he then gets taken over by a demon that exists inside of this world, and uh, he, the demon that took over his body is going to kill this asshole. And uh, then we go into the next arc, which is the final arc of Yu, Yu Hakusho. It's the one we're currently in right now, where uh, it's three big powerful demons that have recruited the three big powerful members of Yusuke's party, and he they're all going they to be everybody pitted who against is against each a other. Kuwabara. Yeah. <laughs> Kuwabara's got to get ready for college.
1: <laughs> this is I, I don't know how I haven't thought about this before in our coverage, but this is unjust to Kuabara. While I understand and acknowledge that he has always been the weak link of their group, he's not useless. <laughs> it's not fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a bummer, but what can you do?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, did you know that we actually technically covered Bleach this year?
0: <laughs> I think so.
1: We did. We, uh, we finished the Rukia rescue arc this year, and then we actually watched the episodes for the first part of, uh, the net, the uh, first filler arc, but we didn't get around to recording for it because, uh, life. So, uh, at the end of that arc, uh, well, here's some big spoilers. If you don't know Bleach. <laughs> So uh, Bleach is about a group of people called Soul Reapers. They are a sort of spectral after, uh, afterlife society of, um, I don't know, poli- feudal police officers who police souls that have been corrupted into monsters. Those monsters are called hollows. So the Soul Reapers come along and they, they find the hollows that are trying to eat human souls and they stop them from doing it. And it seems awfully simple at first, but then it turns out that there's a lot of, like, fucked up politics in the Soul Society where uh, where the Soul Reapers come from. And uh, our main character is a guy named Ichigo who got turned into a Soul Reaper, uh, specifically a substitute Soul Reaper, when a regular Soul Reaper got injured trying to protect his family, and she transferred her powers to him. And the Soul Society did not care for that at all. And so they came and got her and they uh, said, we're going to kill you uh, specifically via death penalty because you, you know, saved this family Uh, because you did your job, but not in the way we care for. So uh, Ichigo does not like that they've decided to do that. And he gathers up a group of his allies and they storm the uh, afterlife to rescue Rukia. And while they're doing that, they have a a series of interesting fights that uh, start to take place against the backdrop of what appears to be an unraveling conspiracy that this whole thing might have to do with not Rukia exactly. Maybe her whole execution situation is sort of a ruse. And so in the episodes we covered this year, we find out that it was a ruse that there was a secret baddie all along who was manipulating events such that an execution could take place because basically what she did was was frowned upon but it wasn't a crime of the magnitude that would require the death penalty and so we find out that the uh, one of the captains which are the sort of leaders of the different factions of soul reapers is a secret villain And that he has manipulated them into killing Rukia because uh, they kill a Soul Reaper using... Well, actually, they don't even kill Soul Reapers like this. They kill Captain-class Soul Reapers. But she's the execution that's taking place. And for some reason that turns out to be conspiracy-related, they're using the Captain Killer on her. And so when that gets activated, he sort of like jumps in and is like, It was me all along. Uh, so that he can, like, steal the powers of the Captain Killer and enact his evil plan. Um, and so we find out about that, and then Ichigo has some fights. Uh, the villains escape, having revealed that the this was actually phase one in their plan, and they're going to go enact phase two off uh, in their own zone. And uh, meanwhile, Ichigo is basically absolved of his crimes that he committed Uh, vis-a-vis invading a sovereign nation and they're like hey it turns out that there was some shit going on and you were pivotal to us figuring that shit out and making it not as bad as it could have been so uh we will not press charges and we appreciate your service and go about your day and then he goes back home yeah you gotta do that's the first 50 episodes of bleach (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Tell me about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the most difficult show to summarize. <laughs> it's
0: pretty easy to summarize, honestly. Fuck
1: you. Um, so <laughs> How dare you, you come into Alchemist. my house!
0: <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist is about two brothers. It's just about two <laughs> brothers. It's <just> called Two <laughs> Brothers. And that's all it's about. The um, end. The <laughs> end. So, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is about uh, a couple of brothers that decided that they wanted to bring their mother back from the dead using a power magic system inside of their universe called alchemy, and it went badly because the thing you're not supposed to do is try to uh, make humans into other things or resurrect humans in different ways. Um, It's one of, like, the main things that you're not supposed to do with alchemy, And it turns out when you do that, things go very awry. Um, That turns out to be the only thing that you can't really do with alchemy, unless you have something called the Philosopher's Stone, which is very, very important to the place that we currently are inside of the series, which is a man that we don't really know who he was other than the fact that he looks like the estranged father of our two main characters at an owl. Um, he is creating a whole bunch of uh, homunculus that are homunculi that are named after the seven deadly sins. And they're running around doing something that we find out much later on inside of the series is creating a gigantic uh, transmutation circle circle around the central city that. They are fighting to save and take care of as alchemists uh, in order to turn the city into a philosopher's stone so that this person... That we find out is not a person, he's actually homunculus of the estranged father of and Al. Um, He is trying to create more of a philosopher's stone inside of there and give himself in immortality, or more immortality, or maybe just turn himself actually into a real boy. Um, we're not 100% sure. Uh, he just wants it, and he is going to any lengths to get it. Our main characters have teamed up to try to overthrow the government that is overseeing this from a shadow government that is underneath that government, uh, being run by the leader of the government, the King Fear Bradley. And, uh, it's just a whole fucking hodgepodge of crazy bullshit that's going on, including a weird monster zombie invasion right now. Um, and yeah. also, uh, a big man that's made out of tiny faces and also the lizard body. Um, he just died. And also, there's a guy that's so gigantic that he's, he, he really runs fast and Hulk smashes. Um, but he's no good at oh not God, running into big Hulk spikes. Smash. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of moving pieces in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. If you want to know more about it, you should just fucking listen to our episodes because we go way and more in depth in those episodes than anything else. And now Blake wants yeah. to talk about Pokemon. <laughs>
1: The previously on for those episodes is such a fucking beast every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, God. But I, yeah, uh, I thought you did a good job. And I'm, despite that, I'm confident that anybody listening who does not already know what Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is about does not know what Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is about. Yep. <laughs> and uh, that's it's the way the cookie crumbles. Yep. uh yeah pokemon the new games came out this year Uh, i mean there's new games every year pokemon has established this pattern and i suspect that this pattern will continue but uh if you know pokemon you know that pokemon lives on a cycle of what's called generations so the first games came out and there were 151 pokemon and that was the first generation and then a new generation is born uh when new Pokemon come out. Now there's an asterisk there because um, they will, you know, find ways to introduce new Pokemon in the interstitial games. So like this past year we had Pokemon Legends Arceus and that introduced a couple of regional forms of Pokemon. Um, there were technically some new Pokemon that were evolutions of older Pokemon that used to not evolve. And um that's uh they 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 basically Basically, stick to that. Basically, a, a sort of expansion, evolution, new form of a previous Pokemon. They usually don't introduce like whole cloth new Pokemon outside of generations. I, the, the only exception to that that I can think of, off the top of my head, is uh, is uh, Melmetal, M- Meltan, and Melmetal. Um, I know there there are Pokemon that can be introduced in the second game, so like Sun and Moon introduced. Uh, that was the beginning of gen seven in the sort of expanded edition of those games, ultra sun and ultra moon. There were new Pokemon introduced that weren't in sun and moon. That's sort of, um, on, on par for the series. But, uh, all that to say the new games this year are a new generation. They are called Scarlet and Violet. And, uh, so yeah, my husband Pete and I got on to a special episode to talk about our initial thoughts of those, um, been out for two months at this point right because he came out in late november i guess almost two months uh and we've been playing them basically non-stop like uh i have almost not lived a day where i haven't played pokemon since they came out uh probably a, less than a week's worth of days that i haven't played uh, i really like the game i'm almost done with it uh pete finished it a while ago because he plays differently than i do and uh you know, I guess we'll have to talk about what we think about them. Uh, probably once the inevitable DLC is announced. All right. Well, do you wanna do you wanna do a, a little jump into these weekly jumps?
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: So yeah. Uh, obviously for weekly jump, we'll watch the first three episodes or read the first three chapters of a thing. Uh, lately, I guess this is always true, but especially lately, I try to put up the manga and the anime, uh, like for example, one of our recent coverages was Nisekoi. So we watched the episodes one week. We read the chapters another week. I, I try to do that when there's a good, um, when there's a easily accessible adaptation of a manga um, but there are some like Full Metal Panic. We don't have access to that manga. Um, it might be accessible, but it, generally speaking, we're looking at manga that are available on the official Shonen Jump website. Um, and we're looking at anime that are available on a, uh, reputable streaming service. So whether or not it can be found isn't necessarily the criteria we're using, uh, as much as if it, uh, can be found, uh, legally, uh and through sort of an official release, uh, structure. That said, we, we use this time to take a peek at these shows or manga series and, um, give our initial impressions on them and, uh, sort of try and try and talk about whether or not we would recommend them, whether or not we do recommend them. We try and talk about who we would recommend them to and why, And, uh, I was just, yeah, I was curious about what from this list stands out in your mind from both anime and manga as things that you, uh, remember for one reason or another. Um, and I would also say like, which ones have you kept up with or which are the ones that you're most looking forward to returning to?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and start out with the first one called the, we don't have to do them all. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw this one out there first because I don't remember it at all. The uh, Adaten deity is no only piece. I don't remember this fucking at all.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. It was pretty good. We, uh, it was like the sort of fantasy adventure, like battle anime where the like deities were like, they were immortal deities and they were, like fighting with each other,
0: it was good. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't remember it at all. Um, the the ones that I don't remember is that one. I, I don't remember Gate really. Um, I don't that one sucks. remember. <laughs> I don't remember Backstreet Girls Goku dolls. Um, oh really?
1: You liked that one? I, just, I was sure you would remember that. I
0: just don't. i, I I'm blanking them all out. I will say. Huh. The three that are on this list that I am currently keeping up with, not in the anime form, but in the manga form. Um, the first one, at least, is Chainsaw Man, because the manga is yeah. fantastic. The anime is not living up to the hype for me. Um, oh. I am uh, I am kept up with, and I'm going to continue keeping up with. Um, this might be a surprise to you, um, but Spy X Family, I have fallen slowly in love with that show um because yeah, you were sort of it.
1: lukewarm on it when we covered it is that am I remembering that correctly yep I am surprised yep
0: yeah, um it's just it's just one it's just what it is
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean um, it's hugely popular and beloved so like yeah. you know you're not completely out of left field here
0: <laughs> yeah and then the other one uh that I am keeping up with right now is cyberpunk. Um, Just because it's on Netflix, which so it's easy to watch, and also it's great. Um, The other one that I haven't kept up with, but I am more interested in just making another podcast about, is Gravity Falls. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Oh my god.
1: It was so good. Yeah, uh... I would say, yeah, uh, quite a few of those. The Adatan Deity is no only piece. I remember Tokyo Revengers stood out to me as something that was interesting. Hinomaru Sumo was not good. <laughs> um, so like I look at a lot of these and I'm like, hey, yeah, this was this left an impression on me. I enjoyed it or I really didn't enjoy it. Um, and then uh, I guess uh, looking through this list, there's not I guess everything that we watched uh, except for Hina Matsuri. I don't know what that is. everything else left some impression on me um and i would say for me the big thing this year was scissor seven that was insanely good uh it played out almost a little bit more like a it it was like a good combination between like an uh an anime and like a western animation so ironically chronically hearkening back to gravity falls or like one of the shows I love the most is adventure time. It had that sort of like manic comedic edge to it while still feeling like it sat in the anime world. And it also had a big name voice actor from not voice acting circles, which I think is an interesting thing. I don't want to see that too much because I think voice actors are their own thing and they should be. Uh, and I, I would agree that a lot of like movies would maybe benefit from hiring a few more voice actors and a few fewer names, but, uh, this one, this one had a good, uh, a good name attached to it. Um, let me see who, who is that voice? Oh my God. Netflix is so obnoxious. Just tell me who it is. Oh, he's so funny uh scissor seven with ronnie chang there it is ronnie chang is the the protagonist and he's very very good and the animation is great and the action is good and the comedy is good i just loved it um i think cyberpunk edge runners was a close second also a similar vibe as far as like maybe a little bit more um more art artistic style than like um It it wasn't as clean looking, but it it was really stylized in an interesting way. And, uh, you know, they put the budget to good use and had a lot of good Sakuga. Um, Chainsaw Man was really interesting. Gravity Falls was fantastic. Uh, A couple of things from early in the year I enjoyed, but it looks like it was much more (laughs) front loaded with things that I didn't like as much. And then, yeah, there, there are some other honorable mentions on here, but those are the ones that stood out to me with, I think, Scissor 7 being my favorite anime that we watched this year. Um, I don't think I've kept up with any of them, but that's because of my peculiar way of watching things. Uh, mm. And also because I haven't watched a, a single thing since the Pokemon games came out.
0: Yeah, you become a Pokemonster.
1: Yeah, I only play, and I know it's on Switch, and you can watch things while you play it in handheld mode, but I like to look at it on the big screen. I don't want to mm. watch stuff while I'm playing it. I want to focus on it and just do that. That's just what Blake is. That's who I am. And that's who you love to hate. So there you go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um,
1: Um, What about readings?
0: Read some stuff this year. Uh, The only one that I have (laughs) kept up with is one piece just because I never stopped watching it in Chainsaw Man. But I've already talked about that. Um, The one that I have tried to watch or read. Like, four or five times to see if I can get into into it again is Undead Unlock. Because it has such a oh, weird, yeah. interesting, like, path that it takes. But I swear to God, it just doesn't... It just doesn't do anything for me. I don't know why. It just doesn't. It just
1: doesn't. Just, uh... Is it, like, a tone thing? Or... I don't know. Like, I,
0: uh... It just... Every time that I every time that I have gone back to try to read it again, it just it, it continues to just not impress me at all.
1: It's just completely failing to hook you.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. It's what it is. Um I am uh mildly surprised and mildly dismayed that Siren wasn't on your list of things that you're still keeping up with.
0: Oh my god, um, not at all. I tried to I tried to read it uh, uh, probably three times, but it just it just didn't hook me and I really don't, I don't know why it, it, it seems like it would be better. Um,
1: you, you seemed so hooked by it when
0: we first read the first three chapters. Just, it just doesn't, I don't know why it just doesn't do it for me. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah. I do remember it being a little slow and I would also argue that it was a little derivative. It felt very much like we watched a bleach and we're going to try and do that, but different. Um, but that was what I liked about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say, just like I said then, uh, that one was a big one for me. I really enjoyed Siren when I was reading Shonen Jump back in the day, and I enjoyed returning to it. Um, I also I want to put another good word in for The Last Sayuki. That is another series that feels like it's just getting off the ground at the moment that it gets canned. So if that doesn't work for you, I understand but uh, it because it got canceled maybe a little early, it only runs for like 17 or 19 chapters somewhere around there. So it's real digestible if you are somebody who wants to read something and then be done with it, you know, in your natural lifetime. Like you're not a One Piece fan, um, or even if you are a One Piece fan, but you would like something that has an ending to it. Uh, that's a good option. And I think it's... Uh, I think that there's stuff about its character design that um, took me a while to get used to. Uh, Not, not a long while, obviously, because it doesn't have one of those, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I've, what I'm getting at is I've read the whole thing. I I wrote a blog post about it. And in that blog post, I also urge people to give it a chance. I think that it, uh, I think it's a good show or a good uh, series. I think it had a lot more potential and I wish that it had been given the opportunity to live up to that potential. Um, and even though, like many of the series that I have read and reviewed, it definitely feels like it is canceled right as it's getting going yeah, under that sort of normal shounen cadence, you get the sort of like, you get the introduction of the concepts, you get the introduction of the side characters, you get one or two sort of like, missions that start to introduce the idea that there is something bigger going on here. And then you start to turn into the part of the story where they really dig into those concepts. And it seems like at that point things were not going well enough for them to continue. And so it's definitely a bit of a disappointment, but I think it's better. I think it's good. And I think people should, should check it out. Um, That definitely stands out to me. I would also put up Magu-chan God of Destruction, as a big one for me this year uh i thought it was just charming and delightful i have not continued to read it yet and i know that another comedy series that i read uh called uh oh god um oh no what is it it's the one about the beetle guy uh mori king uh i enjoyed mori king a lot at first And I felt like the joke got really old after a while. So I can't, you know, wholeheartedly endorse Magu Chen, God of Destruction, because it may be the same thing where I'm like, the jokes just wears out after a while. And it turns out it was just the one joke and they only had a couple of interesting ways to tell it. And then I get bored. Uh, But uh, I found the first few chapters of this to be even more charming, even funnier, even more creative than I had found Mori King to be because I think Maury King just did a good job with like some surprise visual humor, whereas this, I feel like maybe has a little bit more thought a little bit more heart. And so I really enjoyed reading that and I, I have it on my list to pick up this year. So I will be reading more of it as we go into this year. So I may or may not talk about that as we go into the, the 2023 season. And if you're curious about what I think I, uh, I, it's on my list. Like it's, it will be read this year by me and uh, I will, I will start to have opinions Um, Otherwise, yeah, I was a little neutral on a lot of stuff that we read. I mean, again, Siren I enjoyed, uh, Last Sayuki I enjoyed, several of the other things on this list I enjoyed, but there wasn't anything that I was like, oh, this is my new favorite thing. Uh, Obviously, One Piece is weird because it's so long, uh, and I, I did talk about how I've come around to the charm of One Piece and how I can see it in those early chapters there um that's something that, that i will theoretically dig into in the future as well but uh you know it's great and the first three chapters are not necessarily indicative of exactly why although i found them to be more indicative than i had in the past there's a lot of good stuff here but i, I do think that this was maybe like a little bit of a weak year on our reading list uh, we also dipped our toe into quite a few manhua this year and i uh, am not keen to continue doing that based on our experiences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Blake, uh, you've listed here. The next thing that we're going to do is list our favorite episode title. Um, and I, we can, I, if you'd like, <laughs> I just, I I don't, I don't know if, if I have one off the top of my head, let me, let me quickly look, to see what stupid thing that I want to say. Um,
1: yeah, I will say, uh, Not having an exhaustive list uh, that I have scoured, I really, really enjoyed one of our most recent titles, which was a thing that you said uh, in the episode and that just caught me really, really nicely, which was he explodes himself, but not before he doesn't get to explode himself, (laughs) which is a ridiculous Comedic word salad and also literally exactly what happens. So I enjoyed that a lot.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: I think that the big takeaway is that I really like our episode titles. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things, is just be like, oh, what's the funny, ridiculous thing that we said this week? Because, you know, the show's supposed to be funny, and I think we largely achieved that.
0: Um what? (laughs) I forgot about that fucking name. The leather bags full of juice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What were we even talking about? Or mob spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, Mob spaghetti is great. That was almost my pick.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, let's, let's talk about the next subject, which is we need to, I was going
1: to say before, before we move on, I think this is a good conversational topic. If, uh, I I am under the impression that people enjoy our uh, silly episode titles. So if you're one of those people, uh, tell me which one has tickled you lately.
0: Yeah. I would love to hear that. Um, yeah. And specifically in that wording, probably. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think we, I don't think we added any anime this year. Did we to know the, the list of, of we best anime of the year? I think
1: uh, uh yeah, best enemy ever. I think I think it needs revisiting though.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's my here's my argument right now. Um, I think there should be a change, which is, uh-huh. um, uh, none, nothing nothing below what we are currently looking at. Um, but uh, Yu Hakusho. Needs to go down a peg, and Mob Psycho needs to jump right, right under Full Metal Brotherhood. <laughs> because I
1: strongly agree,
0: <laughs> this show has not only like continued to become better and better as it goes on, but it's just, it just becomes one of the most beautiful anime I've ever seen. Um, yeah, so it's just, I, I, it's just I heard, me
1: away. I agree with you. I think so. So here's the list. So we've got, we've got 15 things on the list. Yeah. <laughs> at, at number 15, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure part two battle tendency. Uh-huh. Then 14 Jojo's Bizarre Adventure part one phantom blood 13 Jojo's Bizarre Adventure part three stardust crusaders, which by the way, I was listening to an episode the other day, the one where they fight the car, and we hated it so much, but it was so funny to listen to. It's a genuinely good episode. Cool. Anyway, uh, then we have number 12, Naruto. Uh, number 11, Dimension W. Number 10, Naruto Shippuden. Number 9, Kill La Kill. Number 8, Mob Psycho 100. Number 7, Hunter x Hunter. Number 6, Soul Eater. Number 5, Fully Number 4, One Punch Man. Number 3, Yu Yu Hakusho. Number two, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And number one, Cowboy Bebop. So, yeah, I would say, one, I'm a little surprised having read that out loud that Dimension W is above Naruto. But I know Dimension W is a bit of a darling of the podcast, and so I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's worth noting that Shippuden has gotten significantly better this year. Yeah. Uh, I still think I like where it is. Uh, but it... it the first year, it was still a lot of like dragging ass. And this year has been a lot of like on the gas if oh. if I can, if I can make that. Uh, I just think it's gotten a lot better. We, of course, have been skipping the filler. So if we had done the filler, I don't think we would have made it uh, half as far in the story progression that we have done this year, and I think we would like it a lot less. Uh, but yeah the things above it are all better for the most part I might argue that Hunter X Hunter is going to eventually be worse because it does not uh it does not succeed at giving you what it says it's gonna give you in my opinion yeah. uh but ship it in where it is right now it's good and it's a hard sell to say like let's bump kill a kill down because kill a is so good and it's so self-contained but yeah then we get to mob cycle 100 at eight. And that's not correct. And yeah, I would say even though we are not at the point in Yu Yu Hakusho where like we're a couple episodes from the end, but I still think it's pretty good. And I know that you knowing what's coming don't agree with me and you can kind of see the cracks that I'm not 100% able to see. Um, But that said, the way that you've explained it to me of like what they've built up, they don't have time to accomplish Uh, I understand that. And I also think that just like it's good, but like seeing it above One Punch Man, which as a a reminder, we've only watched the first season of One Punch Man, but that season was excellent. And I also don't think I would put it above Mob Psycho 100, which is currently five down the list from it on a list of 15 things. Mm -hmm. So I would say... I I'm happy seeing soul eater and Hunter X Hunter fully equally. I'm happy seeing them drop by consequence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I would agree that we should put mob psycho 100 in the third slot under yeah. the full metal Alchemist brotherhood. I yeah. do think it's better than one punch man, which I don't think I thought last year.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, and that slips perfectly into the big thing that we're about to go into pretty quickly. Let's run through well, our awards for the year because
1: uh, man, oh, oh man, hold, hold on. Should we push Yu Yu Hakusho down the list? I think One Punch Man should be above it.
0: <laughs> no, I think it is where it's supposed to be. Yu Hakusho okay. is one of the most important anime of all time and also should be should be in its correctful spot. Because Yu Yu Hakusho really lives in the world of it is great until its final arc. And up until then, it is a... Great show, and I would argue that the final arc actually begins um, after Yusuke has to—he dies fighting Sensei because he comes back as not Yusuke that we knew before. And the show should have ended there um, with like a crazy ending with Yusuke, you know, getting knocked out of the world and them having to figure it out. Maybe a cataclysm that destroyed the entire world with a. You know, a villain winning, whatever. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> let's go, swing. Let's go into these awards because we're talking about Mob Psycho 100 part two, and it is the best OP of the year. Um, I love the opening for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. The second one doesn't mm-hmm. blow me away nearly as much as the first one. Uh, Yu Yu show never changes its OP. Um, so it's no, sort of it never, great. yeah. Uh, yeah. in has given us some good ones that get our earworms that get stuck in your head, but Holy shit. The, the mob psycho first opening and the second opening are so weird and so perfect for the show that like, they are, they should be, they should be high up on the list. And I, I think that we should give it to them.
1: I'm going to agree with you. Uh, If you haven't listened to this before, we don't have to give the awards to the same things, but I agree with you on this one. I think that Mob Psycho 100, it's sort of a pound-for-pound situation. I think it just gives us the most. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not, uh, like, I I remember very fondly a lot of these Naruto openings. And if I'm, like, putting them on a playlist and ordering them from the song I like the most, or even the, you know, the, the anime openings, they're not exactly music videos, but they kind of functionally become that. If I'm putting them in that order, I'm not sure that the Mob Psycho is going to be at the top of that list, but when you just think about it in the grand scheme of like what this is doing for the show, what purpose this sends, you know, Naruto has degrees of relevance to what's going on uh, in its uh, openings, and it also has the weird anime trope of spoiling big things in the opening, which I don't love. Uh, but like, it's not that it's irrelevant, but it's just that like the mob psycho 100 thing is such a vibe in a way that the Naruto things are not always that I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have to go with that. I'm willing to feel that I was impulsive here in the future to say currently that that is, that's the winner.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For best animation, I am, uh, gonna go full metal alchemist brotherhood um, Mob Psycho mm-hmm. 100 is definitely super high up on the list. Uh, Shippuden does a, a good job with its Sakaga gimmicks, but man, oh man, does it recycle, uh, frames a lot of times too? And it looks kind of lazy. Yu, Yu Hakusho has the, uh, the difficulty of the fact that it's an anime of a different era. So it just obviously didn't have the same amount of money and, Time put into it. It might yeah, have had the some cutting time, more corners like, in the later
1: episodes than they yeah, used to.
0: Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Uh Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is beautiful and beautifully done from start to finish. Um it it takes no corners, it gives up no grounds, it is a fantastic show. Um Mob Psycho 100, I think, is the only one that would get close to it. But the problem with Mob Psycho is that i I I know that it is less clean and more abstract in a lot of moments, and I think that that, to its detriment, to something like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Um, because it it feels it feels more it feels more like it's some episodes are um, you know kind of like playing around with the style, um, while Full Metal Alchemist is one cohesive, fantastic piece from start to finish.
1: Okay, I. I think you make a compelling point, and I am just going to, for the sake of it, <laughs> go with something else <laughs> uh, so that we don't agree on everything. Uh, I'm gonna say Naruto here. Um, I think part of it is uh, part of the Naruto thing is the a look how far we've come aspect. Mm -hmm. Because uh, you can really see the animation has improved. And obviously, Naruto's not the same. I would say Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Actually, I would say all three of the other shows have a consistent animation style. There are sequences where the animation kicks into high gear. But I think for those, it's a little bit more about what is happening in those sequences. Rather than a sort of like, oh, the budget is hitting. And Naruto has an, oh, the budget is hitting quality to it. And that can be good news or bad news, depending on your perspective. But for me, I think that the animation quality is just so high in those moments that Naruto Shippuden, even though it is much older than like mob cycle, 100 can rival it in its best moments. Um, So even though it's not necessarily consistent, I think that Naruto Shippuden does such a good job in the moments that it's doing good, doing well that I want it to get the nod here. And I would also say that I am aware uh, I address this constantly, so I don't, I don't want to get super into it, but a lot of people don't care for the fact that Naruto will like go off model. Uh, But I think that it is an artistic stylistic choice. I think they're doing it on purpose. They don't think that it's laziness. Um, or, you know, a mistake. And I understand if people don't care for that choice, but I do think it's a choice and I respect it. Um, I also like it. I think it looks good. I think it adds uh emotion and even or sorry, I think it adds a sense of emotion. Okay, words. I think it adds a sense of motion while also playing into the emotion of the sequence in a way that I really appreciate. So yeah, I, I don't agree that it's the best animation. Consistently, but I do think that maybe it's my favorite animation overall from the year.
0: Here's the next one, and it's a, it's a big one because of the way that our show is, and it's Best Fight. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to get into a slap fight about this one, but I, I yeah. believe that I am correct because of the magnitude of the fight when it happens, um, and I would argue that the best fight of the year is going to be uh Pain versus Jiraiya and it versus is versus Jiraiya yes and okay. i believe that the reason why is because it is one of the most impactful fights in any anime for the things that happened after that inside of the anime you could argue a lot of fights inside of a lot of different anime are very, very important. Mob Psycho 100 has important fights for how where Mob goes to, but it's there's a lot of silly moments and there's a lot of growth in random things, right? In Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, there's obviously very important fights that happen, especially when uh, there are homunculi getting destroyed and stuff like that. Um, there are very important fights that also happened this year in Yuhaka Show. Uh, I talked about one of them that should have been the end of the show, but <laughs> Jiraiya versus Pain is not only incredibly important to the show, and what happens afterwards it it, it turns Naruto into the person that he has to become in order to like s- the next level that he gets to inside of Shippuden, but also it is beautifully done and it will fucking wreck you if you have seen the show or you decided to pick it up um and watch it through it's one of those moments inside of anime that like i i had that moment where he spoiler alert if you haven't watched and you're weirdly listening to this but when jiraiya dies um it it cut me fucking deep to the point where like I just, I, I like audibly gasped at, I remember watching that the first time. And like moments like that in anime are like so fucking important to a growing, you know, a growing weeb that is picking up something <laughs> and learning what they do and don't love inside of anime. And it's just like, it was so fucking important to me when it happened. And it still to this day is one of those moments that just like, it it hits me like a, fucking wrecking ball every time. It's just, it's just brutal and beautiful. Uh,
1: It's hard to follow that up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of the things I was thinking is that there were, there are so many big moments in our shows this year because almost all of them are coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Naruto is not, but Yu Yu Hakusho is. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is, in Mob Psycho, it's on a seasonal rotation. So it has big moments uh, at the end of the seasons, regardless of how long the series is going to be, and we're nearing the end of the season. So it's like, everybody is getting to that point for one reason or another, except Naruto, which I'll come back to, where they don't have anything left to lose. Uh Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood does not have any more punches to pull. And so every fight is probably the last fight, the last chance that these two characters or whoever's fighting, they're not going to fight again. There's not enough story. And any interaction that we think is going to be fun or cool or interesting, it it, it has to happen now. Uh, And so you're seeing these incredible fights. And I think also for a show like Brotherhood, where they know that they have this like ongoing story that they can tell, uh, you're getting those moments where it's like, hey, we're getting to the end of this. Whatever budget we've got left, whatever animation tricks we've got left, we're using them. And you're seeing it. I think in Yu Yu Hakusho, to a lesser extent, you get that because it has switched into maybe a bit more cerebral. And you also have the aspect of Yu Yu Hakusho where it's like the la- the final fight in the last arc Was undercut by a tease for the next arc, and so I think it stands out as not having achieved these big moments in a way that it did previously. Um, Naruto, I think, is not coming to the end, but it is coming to a big turning point. We've we saw, and what's crazy about this is in the best fights category, we would have we could ignore Brotherhood. Yuya Show and Mob Psycho 100. And we would still have like six huge moments from Naruto Shippuden to pick from. Jiraiya versus Pain, Naruto versus Pain, Sasuke versus Itachi. Uh, obviously, datara versus Itachi wouldn't win, but it's, it is a great fight also. Like, so much happened in this series this year. Um, and I, again, I think Naruto Shippuden is beloved. I, I think it's beloved for a reason. Uh, it's important to both of us because it was a very formative anime. And I think that opinions on Naruto Shippuden have really soured as we've aged. People have looked back on it and have appropriately called it out for not being as good as we all thought it was, Uh, but it's still really good. And this year fucking proved it. So I'm sitting here and I'm like this, obviously a little bit of recency bias, but I think the most recent fight against the teleporter in Mob Psycho 100 was excellent. Absolutely incredible, had like pulse pounding, but also like emotionally cathartic moments to it. Um, A Full Metal Alchemist had some like balls to the wall action, but I think Naruto has to win here because this has been such a year for Naruto uh, as far as our coverage goes. Um, I think for me, the fight that stands out the most, uh, both uh, in recent memory, but also in my before we watched it memory, was the pain fight with Naruto. Yeah, Um, obviously the Jiraiya fight stands out. I, I can't, I can't disagree with you on anything that you said on that. And if we're talking, if we're picking just one winner, I think I have to agree with what you said, but because we don't have to pick just one winner, I'm going to pick the Naruto versus pain fight because one as a person who watched it and then thought about Naruto sometimes, it stands out as one of the things that I think about the most for Naruto Shippuden. And when I rewatched it, it was better than I remembered. Yeah. Uh, that rarely happens. And I, I think that's worth pointing out. I also think they put the animation to good use there. Um, it does come at a pivotal moment for Naruto, the character. It comes at a pivotal moment for Naruto, the show it's just hard to overstate how important that fight is. And I think as, as correct as Spencer is about how important the juria fight is and how inextricably linked these two fights are, I'm going to pick that one for me.
0: Okay. The funniest moment of the year, I would argue is going to be, um, the, the moment that Reagan, uh, slaps, um, but yells that he, uh, oh. he, he is being attacked first.
1: Yeah. Um, so, the, that he just can... in case somebody <laughs> the plausible deniability self defense. Oh
0: my god, that moment yep. made me fucking guffaw because it was yeah. just so perfect and so Reagan.
1: Yep, that's I just haven't laughed that's, that's that hard just at an that's anime so Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe haven't laughed at that hard at an anime ever. It got me so good. Mm-hmm. I loved that that moment so much. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree with you there.
0: Yeah. I will say that the most anime mo- moment of this year, though... Unfortunately, the most anime moment of this year, though, is where a robotic person who is being controlled by a different uh, person through rods inside of their body and he flies through the air and he's being controlled by a i jutsu at the same time is attacking a fat guy who's different fat dad who can make his body larger in different ways is running to tell their ninja president what's going on with said person with said powers and the rocket disappears at the last moment because a different character is able to look hard enough with his eye power at the (laughs) rocket to make it disappear out of existence. There is no more anime sentence than that from this year. I swear to God. (laughs)
1: I I mean I think it's a very anime. Also, I would say unfortunately anime that uh, the hero is killed but is resurrected by finding out that he was a secret. Uh, you know, insert celestial MacGuffin here. Uh, yep. That's a big one. And, but I I might say that the uh, cliffhanger, the current cliffhanger of Full Metal Alchemist, is a very anime which is the villains are turning an entire city into their secret master plan. And the heroes apparently fail to stop the master plan at least enough that they are absorbed into the fucking ether. And it's hard for me to pick this one wholeheartedly because I genuinely don't know what happens next. But I'm going to say protagonists getting sucked into nothingness by the evil plan is pretty anime for me. I'm going to pick that.
0: Okay. So, my favorite content creator of the year um is just it's it's got to be for me, un- unfortunately for people who want it to be somebody that you haven't heard about. Um it's it's going to be uh my possibly my my favorite anime that's come out in the past 10 years, which is the new season of Bleach that's coming out right now. Um <laughs> This is because, for your
1: content creator?
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. I've been waiting for this for so fucking long. And it has re like fanned every flame that I wanted for the show to be. And it's I, I will I'll throw it out there that man oh man. People people build up lots of different things that they have experienced in the past and they're just like i want it to be created in a new and interesting way or i want it to be what i wanted it to be when it was coming out and i never got that thing this is exactly what i fucking wanted and after i got so fucking let down by that piece of shit that was the netflix adaptation of cowboy bebop I wanted Mm -hmm. the last best arc of Bleach to be exactly what I wanted it to be. And from the word go, this new season has blown me away. Every episode makes me go, fuck, I have to wait a week to watch the next episode it is infuriating to the point that I have started to reread the fucking manga chapters so that I can do it. And then I have to like force myself to put down the manga chapters so that I don't ruin it for myself that I'm about to watch. It's, it's maddening and beautiful and it makes me feel like a kid again. It's, it's just this, this new season is everything I wanted.
1: All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna say my favorite con- also, content also creators. best OP
0: of the year. Um, I'm gonna throw it out there. I know we gave it to the shows that we're watching, but it is the best opening of the year. It it is.
1: You, yeah, we you I don't mean, know. We generally, don't award shows that we're not watching. So I'm, uh, I think that uh, honorable mention is completely within bounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I'm gonna say I don't. I don't know that I have a favorite anime content creator for the year. I feel like this year has been. Obviously, I think I think if you've been listening all this year, you can tell that this year has been really tough for us. Uh, And I think for me, that toughness has manifested in not wanting to watch anime outside of the podcast because I'm tired and it's it just feels like a job. Uh, And so when I take a break, I don't want to watch anime. I felt the last couple of weeks that, uh, that is changing. And I, like, I was looking around for something to watch last night and I was like, man, I need to check back in with like a couple of these anime. So I'm hoping that that positive turn of events will continue being positive this year, but I don't, I don't have an anime content creator this year that I've been big on. I do have non-anime content creators. Um, my big one I've mentioned a couple on the, a couple times on the show is Spragles. He is probably the YouTuber I've watched the most by far this year. Uh, He does Pokemon Unite content. I still like Pokemon Unite. I haven't been playing it because I've only been playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, but I still watch his content because one, I find him just ceaselessly charming. Uh, He has a completely breezy air. He is funny and relaxed. He never gets upset with the game. Uh, Which is not to say that he isn't frustrated by certain things that happen, but his frustration, it never manifests as him being angry or raging or bitching or any any sort of like negative uh, version of that. It's just him being like he'll either just sort of laugh at what's happening because it's so absurd uh, or he'll be like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing And a lot of the times he will then sit there and explain like why this is a bad play. So it's like, instead of just watching in a game that can be deeply frustrating because you have, you can't, you cannot play it on your own. You cannot win it on your own. It is a group activity. And when you're playing with random people on the internet, you get random outcomes. And so sometimes they will do baffling, frustrating, deeply incorrect gameplay things And you just have to sort of sit there and let it happen because there's nothing else you can do. But uh, he, as a content creator, whose content is based around like, here is what's good. Here is what works and what doesn't. He will often frequently take the time to say like, okay, this is a bad play because here are your options. And this is a a worse option than what you could have picked and stuff like that. I really, really appreciate. And he, he does it while being just sort of charming and fun and funny and interesting to watch. Um, I would say my, my big podcast for the year was Pod Save America. I've probably talked about them before. I think they've been in rare form lately. Uh, I, I really enjoy political content. Their political content is really good. I listen to a lot of NPR and uh, NPR does an, an excellent job of being pretty unbiased. Uh, I think it, I think if you're looking for just a dis, if you're looking for your news to be a description of what has happened, with very little editorializing NPR is your choice. And, uh, I think that that's good and that's invaluable, but I also am a bleeding heart liberal and I like to dose my, uh, you know, balanced coverage of what has occurred with the extremely liberal side of reaction to things. And they give you that, but they also give it to you in hilarious ways, especially all the episodes that love It are, is on love. It's my favorite. And, uh, I just really enjoy that show. I really, I really enjoy listening to news, but uh, I think particularly their shows is is my favorite one. So those are my non anime recommendations.
0: Okay. Um, Let's talk about our next subject, which is going to be our anime that we're most excited about. Okay.
2: It's bleach for you,
0: right? It has to be. So it's, it's, it's bleach obviously, but I will say, That it is followed very closely by an announcement and I don't know if you saw it, but there is a fucking announcement for, um, uh, kaiju number eight being turned into an anime.
1: Um, No, I hadn't seen that. What? No
0: fucking stunning. Um, I am ready and my body is ready
1: for it to be be made. Well, looking that up right as soon as we're done.
0: So that is what I'm looking forward to other than just continuing to watch the best season of bleach that's ever come out. Um, but you know, it is what, well, it is. like
1: I said, I've been pretty disconnected from anime content this year, except the anime content we've been watching on this show. Uh, so I don't know that I have like the exhaustive knowledge that I'd like to have of everything that's coming. Uh, but uh, my answer is bleach <laughs> bleach is awesome. <laughs> and, uh, I I just can't wait to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, I think we're picking at this point, anime, favorite anime of the year. Uh, we only watched the four of them this year. So that's kind of weird. Uh, I, I would say if you want to pick an anime that we didn't watch, then pick one of each. Uh, because I, I feel, I just feel you, I feel the fact that your mouth is already forming a B. Um, (laughs) So I want to give that to you, but I do. I technically feel like the category is designed for the favorite anime of the ones we watched this year. So I I would be curious to hear. I I don't think I'm going to have a favorite anime outside of the ones we watched this year, because as I said, I have not really been watching anime outside of for the show. Yeah. and so I don't have an answer for that. But if you do, and I suspect you do, then feel free, but also please provide the other answer.
0: Yeah, okay. So if we're going by the the best anime that we have watched of the year, um, I, I will say that watching all the way through Mob Psycho 100 Part 2 has been a fucking joy. Um, the other ones I've experienced before, and they... They continue to live up to being great, but are not blowing me away at the same pace that something new like the new season of Mob Psycho that I haven't seen before. And what's beautiful about that as well is the fact that Mob Psycho 100 Part 2 is being followed up right now by the end of Mob Psycho 100, which is Part 3, and it just came out with its last episode recently. Oh. Um, so we are going to be able to continue on to a very recent end of an anime, which is something that we have not been able to do before. And I think it's kind wow. of a, a cool, a cool thing that we're going to be, uh, able to do. Um, and I've yeah, always I'm been really excited about that. anime,
1: technically unconcerned with being current, but I, I do like the idea of being current on something. <laughs> yeah. So. be a nice change. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't disagree. I think Mob Psycho 100 is it. Uh, I I think this has been a stellar year for all of our shows. Uh, I think the one I'm the least excited about is Yu Yu Hakusho at this point. Um, and I, I also think that if you've been listening to our recent Yu Yu Hakusho coverage, you know that I'm still enjoying it a lot. I'm still looking forward to it. And so that's not as much of a comment on Yu Yu Hakusho not doing it for me as it is a comment on how much everything else has been working for me this year. I, and I understand, too, the, the caveat that Spencer has warned me uh, that there will be disappointment in my near future for Yu Yu Hakusho. So I don't know how much of that is me rounding down for that. But I, I just know when we're sitting down to watch an episode, obviously we have this rotation. And some weeks I'm more excited to watch than others. Um, I am usually the most excited when it's a Full Metal Alchemist or a Mop Psycho Week, and I'm less excited for Naruto and for Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, Naruto, as I said, especially lately, has been knocking it out of the park. Uh, and I think that we've been in a particularly good stretch of Naruto. Very glad that we made the correct decision to skip filler. And uh, with that, I think that the story is in a really, really good place um tempted to pick naruto uh because i love naruto i love it it's it is such a formative series for me um i also think that brotherhood brotherhood is on the very short list of anime that i would recommend to people who haven't watched anime before i think one of the weirdly crucial things of that is that it could be just as good not being an anime uh and i And obviously Cowboy Bebop is not as good of an example as it used to be because they made a not an anime version of it and it wasn't as good. But I think that Cowboy Bebop, if you, if Cowboy Bebop, if nothing else changed except that it was live action or whatever, it would still be a great story. Um, I think the animation... Is so good that it it pushes that story forward, and I think Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is the same. It wouldn't feel exactly the same not being animated, but as an animated story, it is uh, it is great. And if it weren't animated, it would still tell a compelling narrative that would be hard to resist. Um, I think it's I think it's up there for those reasons. But again, Mob Psycho One Hundred has been just so consistent this year. It was good in season one, but the jump in storytelling quality between season one and two has been unfathomable to me. Like, I can't actually believe how much better it was because, again, that's not a slight against season one. It's just a comment on how absolutely good season two is. It's just all of the good stuff from season one is more. Uh, All of the emotionality is more. All of the action is more. All of the animation is more. It's just so, so good everything about it has gotten two times better. And I think that it's just, it's hard to impossible to pick anything else because of how, how good it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's, that's our show for the year. Um, I, I don't, I think we're coming back next week.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's the theory. I think because we usually take a break, we usually take a break after the wrap up episode, but because of holiday wonkiness, we took a break before the wrap up episode. So I think we're back next week. Uh, and I don't know what are what are we doing next week? Yu show. We're back with Yu show next week.
0: <laughs> we're back with Yusuke okay, Irigami.
1: And you know we're almost done with it. So I think I think after that we replace it with the bleach and we're going to do some Patreon weirdness there but bleach will be coming. Yeah. And then, uh, so uh, so and be then prepared for Alchemist. a little bit of weirdness. <laughs> it's going to be weird if you're not a Patreon subscriber. Uh it will be it will be normal if you are a Patreon subscriber. Okay. And then uh and then Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood will end soon and we will uh, have to replace a show and we'll have something new to talk about and I'm excited for that. Because yep. i as much as I like these, I'm ready for change.
0: So see you all later and uh See you
1: this year. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network.
0: Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 15 sound wizard.
1: Fireball! 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 fireball.
0: Ad-free versions of our podcast are available on Patreon, along with extra Patreon-only goodies, like additional conversations and articles written by the
1: hosts. Follow us on Twitter at b and S Get Jumped.
0: Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped.
1: Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped.
0: We also have a Discord server, and you can find links to that on our social media
1: platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every week.
2: Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a geek-centric website that covers all manners of topics from video games and anime to tabletop games, board games, comics, and more. If you're looking for a website to add to your daily rotation for some of the latest news, reviews, and overall takes on where geek culture is headed, make sure to bookmark thegeeklygrind.com and pay us a visit. I also wanted to thank you uh, for being a faithful listener to this podcast. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is a vital member of our podcast family, which also includes Knights of the World Table, which is a D&D audio drama podcast, The Ink and Paint Club, an animation podcast, Comic Book Keepers, which is a comic book podcast, and Geek Exploration Podcast, which is on general geek culture. We also have the Geekly Grind podcast, which provides audio renditions of our published articles, special guests, and more. Make sure to seek those out and listen to them wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again!